and welcome to another episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. I'm James. And I'm Sarah. And on this week's episode, I don't really know what we're going to talk about because I didn't look anything up and I have a lot of crap that went on this week. So it was like, well, maybe we could just do a, a catch up. And then I did kind of think earlier we could talk about like, um, since we both kind of now that you are... <laughs> An assistant manager. We both kind of work in corporate jobs. We could talk about our favorite corporate lingo. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, Sarah, you've been <laughs> having a lovely week <laughs> just based on your messages earlier. Uh, I've been having the worst time. I do have to say, not to minimize your, your issues, I feel like it's been a terrible week for, like, everyone. I don't know what's going on in the ether or what. But this week has been, it felt like the longest week on record. And it was every time I had to interact with someone, I was just, I left the interaction kind of pissed off. Mm. And at the end of the day, yesterday, I, so I had an interaction with an empl- another coworker who um, is the one that like, I don't want to say too much. So I need him to do something for me. And he's mm-hmm. one of the only people that, can do it so when we were having our conversation he was very much like you have to do it this way there's no other option and i'm like well that's not true (laughs) so it was basically like he was and i i messaged the other person that was on the call and i was like i just have to be honest i'm not super thrilled about the way that that meeting went and if there's any other person that i could work with to do that that would be preferable because it was just like all of the things that he was like saying, this is a, it has to have it, this has to have this. I was like, no, but it actually doesn't. What I have on there is high level and basic enough that it matches the criteria with that you have without being too detailed to then if something changes in like six months, have to go in and update the content anyways. Right. So it's like he was very, his demeanor was very condescending and a little bit degrading. And that's what I said to the person that was on the call with us. And I was like, I don't want to work with him if that's how. And I am not surprised that more of these items aren't available. So it was very rude and I was very annoyed. And I was like, there has to be another person that can do this. He can't be the only person at Boston. At I will cut that out <laughs> at my work <laughs> that can do this. Um, and if he is, then that's that's a staffing issue. And can yeah. I be can I be the other person that can do this? Because it doesn't seem like it's working out. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. And then I keep asking people to do things, and we're going to have to basically just do whatever we can with the ESL program because no one has done what I asked them to do, and it's it's just a pain in the neck all around this week. Yeah, I get that. How was your week? i know you can't say too much either because yeah um i had to send out an email uh to my employees letting them know um that their current time and attendance behavior is not acceptable um and that i have been extremely lenient um out of the um out of courtesy yeah but that I will not be doing that any longer because it's getting taken advantage of. Yeah, which I could, I will say, it seemed like just from the little bit, it didn't seem like you were being asking too much. Yeah, I'm literally just asking people to do their jobs. Yeah, like it just anyway. But I've I've received a lot of pushback 
a lot of pushback. Yeah. I mean, that happens with everybody. I It sucks, but it's like, this is what it is. If you can't adhere to it, you knew what it was and you know what it is now, especially now that I'm bringing it to the, like bringing it to your attention. This is what it is. And it has to be this way because that's the policy. Yeah. And if you can't adhere to the policy, then you might want to start looking for another position. Because I mean, it's been the policy. Yeah. It's been the policy the whole time. Um, But yeah, it's just, anyway, so I've had to do um, a lot of a lot of stuff but the thing that i realized yesterday that i actually find the most upsetting about this whole situation is that part of my job is to call the clients to reschedule them get them rebooked all that jazz um if the therapist calls in the therapist doesn't have to call the clients ever like unless i make them right but if i was to be sick and call in, I would still have to go to work because I would be the only person who was available to call all the clients to let them know that we were going to be closed that day because I was sick. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, I don't know what the, like how the, I mean, I'm assuming because it's Texas, there's, it's more, (laughs) it's more on the side of the employer than the employee. Most of the time, just based on stuff that I've read about Texas. Uh, So to me, it doesn't seem like there would be if someone wanted to fight it or say something against it, it doesn't seem like there would be much of a like much of a leg that they would have to stand on legally. Yeah, Um, because like I said, there's really with (laughs) with Texas, it's more corporate and company based than it is independent employee. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It is not. It's. It's not, I mean, granted the whole U.S. is, is like that as well, yeah. but, but Texas in particular um, does have a problem with being um, a shoot first, ask questions later kind of mentality, I feel like. Yeah. Um, so I have a, a story to tell you about something that happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so last night I was, Ryan and I were going to sleep and it was like, we, we he got home pretty late and we watched um, UK versus the world drag race UK versus the world because uh, mm-hmm. the, the new season of that just came out. Um, and so we didn't go to bed until it was like one thirty before we actually laid down um, or before we actually like shut off the lights and went like started trying to go to sleep. Well, it was about two o'clock. I woke up for some reason. And I looked up and it was just like this black specter was just standing at the foot of the bed, kind of off to the side. So the way that our bedroom's set up, it's our bed is against the wall and our feet are towards the door, but they're not like at the door. Um, and then there's a little it's it's the bedroom that you were sleeping in. So it's the same way yeah. that it, it was set up when you were in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's like that little, that little space that's right before the bathroom door. Mm-hmm. That's where it was standing. And I sleep on that side of the bed. And then I was like, um, okay. So I grabbed my phone, turned it on, looked at it for a little bit. And like, there was nothing there. So I just like laid back down and back to sleep. <clears throat> and then about 20 minutes later, I woke up and it was standing so close to me. And then it like. I can't remember what, how I said it to Ryan, but it like jolted towards my face and I screamed. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and Ryan, I looked over and Ryan was sitting up because he was coughing 
but I didn't I like I didn't hear him coughing. I just looked up and saw this black specter and it like came towards my face and I screamed and I grabbed my phone and I turned it on and I looked over and Ryan was sitting up and I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but it was just like, hmm, well, that's interesting. And then like for some reason after that, it felt like I was being watched for a good like hour and a half, two hours. So I didn't get to sleep until like 4 a.m. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that was fun. <laughs> Oh, okay, Ryan, way to go, first paranormal experience. I told Ryan that this morning, and he was like, I'm not going to be able to sleep in here anymore after that. What is happening? What is, I See, okay, all right. I knew that you were going to tell me something supernatural related, just by, like, the way that you said it. But I was picturing something so much more wholesome. I was picturing, like, Bobo, like Bobo's <laughs> spirit came to visit you and, like, jumped on you or something like that but no now you're telling me all this creepy <laughs> shit and i gotta go to bed later oh you're welcome <laughs> oh okay but that was fun oh, i mean that's mortifying i felt it like it didn't seem like i was in danger or anything afterwards so it was just like eh, that happened and then i was able to go to sleep and i slept perfectly fine throughout the night so okay well you know, um, my story is not going to be nearly as interesting, <laughs> but my friend, um, my work friend, my work bestie and I, we had gone into, so at work, um, we have a special area where we keep both the IT equipment and the um, products that the estheticians need to perform facials. I yeah. don't know why this is set up the way it is, but it is. Anyway, so we call it the back bar closet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, because in the business that I'm in, um, facial, like any products that go towards the services are called back bar. Like they're called the back bar versus retail. So anyway, um, we are in the back bar closet. I am trying to take a picture of this IT equipment that is like four feet above my head <laughs> because I'm incredibly short as we've mentioned numerous times. It's probably not actually four feet above my head. It's probably closer to like two, but it feels like four. Anyway, so she's trying to help me like maneuver to get the best like angle for this picture because I have to send it to my IT guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we're talking, we're chatting, we're making jokes. We, you know, we're work besties for a reason. And we're talking about Alexander the, the Great being gay, which like everybody should know. This should be common knowledge by now because like man's literally murdered the doctor who failed to save his lover. Like, I mean, his lover was a man. Anywho, moving on. So we're, we're making jokes. We're talking about Alexander the Great being gay. And I don't remember what she said. She said something really funny, right? She says something really funny and laughs. And she laughs so hard that she throws her head back. And when she throws her head back, she conks it on the corner of the cabinet shelves for the back bar stuff. Wow. Giving herself a moderate concussion. Yeah. I, I mean, I, had, I could see that. I had to send her to the emergency room. <laughs> oh, jeez. I literally had to send her to the emergency room because she started, like, getting really, really sick. Not being able to, like, keep her eyes focused. 
it, ugh, anyway, I'll be right back. My uh, timer just went off. Okay. So that's, that kind of takes me to like your little story about how short you are, uh, brought up, um, something that I wanted to tell you. So today I went and got my hair cut. Thank you for noticing. Rude. <laughs> and so I went and got my hair cut and the woman that was cutting my hair was very short. Like, I think she was maybe even shorter than you. If not the same height, she might have been the same height. But she was, she started cutting my hair and she was like, can you scoot back in the chair so I can get to the top of your head because you're a little tall. So I had to like hunch down in the chair, like with my butt barely on the chair so that she could reach the top of my head. And I usually tell them to cut a, like a line in on the part so that it's kind of like a, a sharp part. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I don't want to tell her that because she can barely reach the top of my head to cut it. So I don't want it to be a very unstraight line. So I was like, I'm just going to just go with what I got because <laughs> I'm lucky I got what I got. But it's strange to me that she didn't have either something that she could step on to make herself taller or a chair that goes lower. Like it was it was still not I don't think it was at its lowest setting. So I don't know why she didn't just put it down lower. Right. Uh, but that happened today. So that was really funny. And then I went and got my car washed because it was dirty because it's been gross around here. And then I just looked and we are in a winter storm watch mm. on Tuesday because Tuesday it's supposed to get we're supposed to get some snow. And when I looked, it says like six to 12 inches of snow. Oh, my God. OK, which which is the first snowfall that we've like substantial snowfall that we've gotten all season. If it happens, it could probably not even happen. Maybe. Possibly. And then I also had a tech thing. Two tech things, technically. Um, so my dad, I think I talked about it last week, washed his phone in the washer. Oh, no. So he had no phone. And he hasn't had a phone since I think it was like last Wednesday or something. So I was like, um, Elijah, my nephew, who lives with him, said that he was going to... Um, he was supposed to meet with one of his friends today or yesterday and see about a phone that his friend had. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me know if he needs anything from me. And then I can take a look at it and see what's going on. Um, if it's something that I can just fix by calling, um, by calling AT&T and just letting them, like having them fix it. Cause it like, whenever I look on his account, on my account, his line was suspended for some reason. I don't know why. <clears throat> and... I guess there was something wrong. I, I don't know what phone they were trying to, like the, his friend was trying to give him, but dad's um, SIM card apparently didn't work for it. Oh, so no. I, I was like, I, do you want me just to buy a new phone? I can just buy you a new phone and then like either send it to you or have you go to Best Buy and pick it up or something. So he was like, he doesn't really want you to, but yeah, because he would have to wait until he gets his uh, tax check in order to get his get a new phone. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So I just called, or I didn't call, I ordered it from Best Buy. But for some reason, the way that you use Apple Pay, if, or the way that you check out, if you check out like using the Apple Pay option, it doesn't give you a chance to change who the pickup person is. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just change it whenever I, whenever it fin like actually finishes. Um, it wouldn't let me change it. So I called their customer service and they were like, oh, you have to wait until it's ready for pickup and then you can change it. I was like, OK, that makes sense to me. So I was like, OK, 
I waited for it until I got the message saying it was ready for pickup. And I was like, okay, cool. So I went in there and I tried to change it. And it was like, it wasn't letting me change it. So I called them back and the guy was like, oh, you can't change it now. If it's ready for pickup, it's that's just the way it is. Like, we can't change it. You can change it. I was like, you're telling me no one at Best Buy can change this. He's like, no. I was like, that's not that's not a good answer. And I don't believe it. So I ended up just canceling it and then buying it again and doing the other option where you'd like check out instead of use Apple Pay because there's like an option that says check out or pay with Apple Pay. And if you mm-hmm. select pay with Apple Pay, it screws it up and it's not very user friendly. So I had to do that one where then I had to put in my credit card information and all that jazz. But it was it was a pain. So but he did get it and his he has a phone now. So that's good. Yay. But from a, a, just under a thousand miles away, I got my dad a new phone. Brilliant. And then um, I was at work, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and one of the managers was like, James, I have a question. And you typically have an answer for me whenever I ask. I was like, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, he goes, is there an app or a way that you can just like talk into a microphone and it will like write down what you're saying in one of the Microsoft 360, like Microsoft applications was like, well, in Word, there's a dictate option where you can click on it and speak and it will put in Word what you're saying. He was like, are you serious? Where is it? I was like, well, if I haven't, I've never used it, but pretty sure it's just at the ribbon at the top and you click on, yeah. it's like a little microphone you click on and it just does it. And he goes, well, that's good. And he found it and he was like, that's awesome. And he tried to use it and he was like, it works really well. So he was he was like, the reason I wanted it is because sometimes it's easier for me to talk in there than it is for me to type like it's faster because I can be doing something like actually working and then talking at the same time and have it type what I'm saying. And I was like, I mean, you could. Yeah. So so he was like, that that's great. I appreciate it. Nice. Oh, one other thing. <laughs> and then I'm done. I I drove to work pretty much every day this week. No, I didn't go Monday or Friday. Um, but Tuesday, I was like Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday, I was trying to decide if I wanted to charge while I was at work, and I was like, "No, nah, it's fine. I think it should be okay." So I didn't charge Wednesday, and then when I left home on Friday or Thursday to go to work, I was at I want to say it was like forty-two percent battery left, and. <laughs> I got to um, the 93 turn off from 95 and my car was at 8% battery and I still had like five or six miles left to go. But when I got on 93, my car went into limp mode where it had like a little turtle signal on the screen and it wouldn't let me go over 65 miles per hour. I was like, this is bullshit. This is dangerous. This is stupid. And then for some reason, like just a little ways down the road, it stopped and it worked perfectly fine. Like it was letting me do whatever I wanted. It was very odd. Um, But then when I got to work, I had 2% left. (laughs) And then I plugged in and it charged all day. And I was there for like over nine hours um, and got it up to almost 90%. So in nine hours, it goes about 80, 87%. (laughs) Okay. Good Lord. So that was a fun. It was a crazy week. It's been an insane week. So I'm not going to lie. I was kind of excited when you said, yeah, we can just do an after dark (laughs) session tomorrow. There you go. 
Well, yes, I because I did not want to get up. It's so funny because I ended up getting up early anyway. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to get up early, but I just worked on schoolwork. That's good. Yeah, I got to. I'm so behind, but I'm I'm doing the best I can with what I got. I got to schedule my test because I got to take a test uh, before Valentine's Day. So I got to do yep. that, too. You have to schedule it? Yes, because it's it has to be proctored. Um, so what do they do? Just like watch you through or do you have to go on site? No, luckily I I can have it proctored um from here. Hey, put that. Sorry. Sorry, I will. Jeez. <laughs> you Bowie. Anyway. <laughs> That's so weird, my guy. Why would you do that? Anyway. Um, so what you have to do is you sign up for an appointment and Basically, you're on a, a Zoom type thing, um, and they have a setup that you go through um, to do the actual test where they can lock your browser. So That's they, weird. They get access to your computer yeah. while also watching you take the test. So they can see your screen and everything, and then they have um, software that they can use to lock the browser um if they catch you cheating i don't understand tests like to me they're irrelevant now like in the modern age of technology why do you have to have someone take a test it's like anything that someone needs to know they can look up for themselves and i can i can know the information in like five minutes yeah but the problem is it's not everybody um has the same access first of all but secondly not everybody has the ability to distinguish um real from fake see but that's why i think there should be more of a focus on distinguishing what is actual factual information and what is incorrect inaccurate un unreliable information no and like i i agree but what i'm saying is is like tests cannot be gotten rid of yet because of that reason is like you can't trust people at this moment um to know whether or not the information that they're looking up is correct and factual and actually what they need to be doing i disagree because that's what like assignments and like presentations do like they do the same thing you're presenting the information in the way like a way that you're showing that you understood and you research the pro the information that you were supposed to look for a test you're basically just reiterating what something somebody told you or what you read in a yeah, book you're, re you're reiterating the information that you've learned and to me it it's it, it's more effective to do that by demonstrating it in your own voice than it is by taking a proctored exam where there's a right and a wrong answer. That's just me. I've never agreed with tests. I I don't test very well, and that's probably part of the reason. Um, I also have a hard time with, I don't, I don't know, I might have ADHD, but I have a hard time with focusing when I'm supposed to be reading something and then like actually committing that information to memory. But that being said, I do have almost it's not quite a photogenic, photogenic, photo, photographic memory, mm -hmm. but like I can visualize where something is on a page and like whenever I read it or yeah, like if I've I can seen visualize it, like that as well. Yeah. I just, to me, I've never understood why testing is such a, such a massive focus in academic years. And it's not, it's not more geared towards 
present the information and publish it in a way that shows that you understood and then expand upon what your ideas are around it. I, while you were, while you were talking about that, <clears throat> I was looking at- While you were rambling on. <laughs> you can say that, Sarah. <laughs> no, no, because I was looking up information related to what we were talking about. Um, I was looking up to see if there's like some important, like, like I'm very, I'm very pro um, learning cursive, for example. Okay, yeah. One of the reasons that I'm pro-learning cursive is because there have been studies that show that it is important to brain development. Um, and that having those, having that ability, being able to write and read in cursive, um, helps with the plasticity of the brain. Okay. So I was looking up to see if maybe there might be something, some reason like that um as to why we do testing but it looks like the five main reasons for taking tests is to be able to show the students strengths in a subject um and to show their potential weaknesses in a subject and if that's the way that the tests or assessments i i don't like to call things tests i like to call them assessments technically if that's the way that they were used then I would agree, but it's not the way that they're used because when I look at that and I see, well, we're judging, we're not judging, we're measuring someone's strengths and weaknesses and potential um, areas of improvement. I also don't like to call them weaknesses, mm -hmm. um, areas for improvement. Then it should be like, okay, so here's the lesson plan for this person and like tailor that information to how you can kind of build upon and give like feed into that development of that like area of improvement that's not what they're used for they're used basically for pass or fail so if you fail it then you fail it you're just screwed like if you mm -hmm. pass it then you're fine whatever you were able to memorize and reiterate what what was covered in the the, the slides or the the reading and to me there's other more effective ways of verifying knowledge retention and tests don't really, they're not the most effective way to do that for everyone. They might be the effect, an effective way for some people, but for most people, it's the application of the information in that presentation and documentation, like writing an essay about the, and expanding upon the, the topic. That's just me. You know, teach their own. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I do have a master's degree in <laughs> instructional design and technology. You know, <laughs> but I'm that I'm also thinking of it from like a, a theoretical standpoint where everyone learns differently. So having it to where you're everyone is going through this standardized testing. And to me, a test is just a lazy way to measure learning effectiveness because like you can lie or not lie, but you can cheat your way through a test. Um and it's not showing that you actually learned the material. And a lot of times, depending on the questions on the assessment, there's a way to like use common sense to answer the questions correctly. I think that I agree that there are there are a lot of things that are <laughs> wrong with testing. I'm trying I'm trying to like get the words to like coalesce correctly in my head. Yeah. Um I do believe that, you know, testing doesn't 
current testing, especially standardized testing. Standardized testing, if we want to talk about that, that's absolutely awful and it's extremely detrimental to the uh, learning process. Um, and studies have shown that as well. But, you know, here we are. Anyway, um, but the thing is, is that I think the that I wish my brain would work. <laughs> what am I trying to say right now? I'm trying to say that I do agree with you in that I feel like there are better ways that we could go about doing testing than, um, or like in including up to and including getting rid of testing altogether. Um, but I think the other thing that we, you have to look at is the the ways that we're tested. Cause like it, it goes back to, you know, I think that if it was more of an assessment type situation, no. that it would be beneficial um, to have them on occasion to keep track of that progress, so on and so forth. But I think the other thing that we have to realize too is that right now it's exactly what you were saying is it's just memorization. No. It has nothing to do with how you're learning. It's basically to me the way tests work in a school is how well can you mime the information that was presented? Yeah. And it's not, did you understand it? It's, can you answer these questions about the, the t context of the train, the information that was covered uh, throughout the, the week or whatever the term. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, that doesn't, I don't think that for most people, um, and I will say for most people, I don't think that is a good way to judge whether the content was presented in a way that is going to have a like lasting effect. Um, and I do like I do agree on and I hope and it I think it's going to be interesting to see how artificial intelligence can kind of help with that portion of it where you can use the assessments that you give students to then have the artificial intelligence kind of focus more on what those weak points are or those areas of improvement are mm -hmm. and like address address adjust their learning plan to match what they need to develop on right and focus less on things that they're strong on, while still covering those but having less of an emphasis on the items that they don't struggle with or they have a less of an issue with so to me and that's one way of ethically using artificial intelligence to help develop a learning plan or lesson plan that is designed to adapt to the learner and not the content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. I mean, I don't think AI is there yet, but... I mean, I don't think AI is there yet either. But, you know, you know things may be different here in the near future. You never know. I, yeah, and I also understand that teachers are given what they're given and they, they have to go by a strict lesson plan. So I don't think it's the teacher's fault either. Um, it's more the education system's fault than anything. Mm, and I, I would agree with that. And the United States education system is not the best. I mean, I had to, I didn't get to walk with my, our graduating class. Well, my graduating class, cause you, you weren't in the same graduating class. <laughs> But I didn't get a walk with my graduating class because I missed a few assignments because I was out sick and couldn't get them done. So I had to do school through summer. And I literally went in there and she was like, this is all you have to do is write this paper and then you're done. 
And I was literally there for one day. And she was like, I'm going to have you come back again tomorrow and just like, I'll give you some feedback on your paper. But after that, you're done. So I was there for two days. Wow. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to go to my graduation anyway, because I didn't really care for too many people there. But, you know, that's so fair. What a ride, huh? Yeah. What a ride. What a fun conversation. I got to use my master's degree for something just then. (laughs) (laughs) I do use it at work, too, quite a lot. I don't get to use my degree ever. Well, I mean, you got it in library science and you work at a massage parlor. That is correct. That's not what it's called. What is it? A spa? Is it a spa? Yeah, it's a spa. Why can I not download my own? Okay. Weird. There we go. Found it. Sorry. Having some technical issues i was just remembering i need to submit this assignment so while we are chit-chatting that is i am multitasking i wrote a paper on on um the story of an hour by kate chopin and um the yellow wallpaper by charlotte perkins gilman i wrote a comparative essay on them well that sounds boring <laughs> it was um basically i just kept reiterating how everything in both of those stories was about the infantilization of women and the, is that effect- the word I, that's probably not how it's pronounced but it, it that is the word okay <laughs> infantilizing people there you go yeah i like that word better i don't know i don't like for some reason i don't like infantilization i don't like it either <laughs> But thank you. Um, so that and the infantilizing of women and um, its its effects on like women's health care and their bodies and things like that. So. so infantilization is the prolonged treatment of one who is not a child as though they are a child. Correct. Mm. Oh, infant. OK, got it. I that's not what I was even remotely thinking about (laughs) infantilization so basically demeaning in a way in a way yeah talking down to but like for example um what i went through on friday no (laughs) you don't know you weren't there you can't invalidate my feelings sarah that's true that's true i wasn't there (laughs) but it's it's a very specific thing so it's like for example how fully grown men are referred to as men, but fully grown women are still referred to as girls, for example. Or how um, women weren't taught how to read because they weren't going to need to read because they were just going to be mothers. And that doesn't require any learning. That doesn't require any like growing up, you know, that kind of thing. It, it historically speaking, women have always been treated like children. Um, they're not smart enough. They're not strong enough. They're not this enough, whatever. Um, so men have to come in and men have to be the adults and take care of them and blah, blah, blah. I think if you think of it in that context, then I mean, you should like it should be like maybe female infantilization. There should be another word in front of it. But the term infantilization, just based on what what I just read, it's talking. It doesn't it's not specific to a gender. It's talking down to of anyone as though they were a child. 
And that's the reason that I specifically stated the infantilizing of women. Yeah. And I, like what, but what the I was saying, infantilization of women, <laughs> but the way you were saying it, it was like, you were saying the, <laughs> what I was going through yesterday wasn't the same thing. And but, I, I agree. It's not the same thing as infantilization of women, but it's not the same thing as, as far as infantilization goes, you were demeaned. Yes. But like being demeaned doesn't necessarily mean being treated like a child. You can demean somebody without treating them like a child. You can talk down to somebody without treating them like a child. No, mm, I, I agree to disagree <laughs> with the with the context of the, the conversation again. But again, the, the context of the conversation was actually what I was writing my paper about, which was yeah. the infantilization of women, which I specified. Well, I was talking about the context of the conversation that I was going through yesterday. I was relating to the topic that you were bringing forth, Sarah, in a way that I thought would be a good conversation. And then you invalidated my feelings. <laughs> because it felt extremely invalidating hearing <laughs> like my experience. Of, no, the, your experience on Friday is not the same experience as what millions of women have experienced over the last centuries which is what i was talking about and i don't think i was saying that like it may have come across that way but i was trying to put myself in kind of understanding the situation based on something that i had gone through which i know i will never be able to understand female inf infantilization of women hold on i can see your face i see you getting ready to jump in and tell me i'm wrong again no that's not what i was gonna say <laughs> but from what never mind moving on no <laughs> No, like absolutely finish what you were saying. No, no, I'm just saying I felt like yesterday I was being talked down to like I was I was being explained to as though you were you would explain something to a child in the way that he the person that I was dealing with was talking to me. So that to me in the context of the definition of infantilization was the same thing. I was being treated like an infant. Okay. And I can understand that. <laughs> and I am sorry that I invalidated your feelings <laughs> because that was absolutely not what I was trying to do. It's just that even though you were trying to relate, that was not the moment, friend. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. And I, I see where that's coming from. Yeah. Because that felt like a, oh, well, yeah, I've been through that too. And it was just like. Yeah. No, I like, see where you're, I see where you're, I do see where you're coming from because it's I kind of like that the empathy and yeah. where the direction you were trying to go in because i know you and i know that that's what <laughs> you were trying to do um but in the context of the conversation that is not how it came across <laughs> at all yeah. it's kind of like that one situation where you see like someone saying oh i i went through this massive trauma and then she's like like someone else is like oh i i can relate to that because here's what happened to me trying to like one up it and it's like I could see how that that's the way it came across and that's not what the intention was. Yeah, yeah. And and like obviously I know that that's not yeah. that was not the intent. <laughs> but that's being... why I was trying to explain to you like that's no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Sarah cancels James this week. Jesus. You're <laughs> <laughs> <Sarah>, like wait. <laughs> Ugh, no. I'm just anyway. It was, it, 
I was already frustrated with everything else going on with work. So that was an interesting paper to write while I was already mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, at least it kind of fueled your your argument for the discussion about the infantilization of women. True. I just, ugh. it happens to me at work too. And like, and it's not, the problem is, is that often it's not even because the guy's trying to be a jackass. A lot of the times it's dads yeah. just wanting to keep their kid, their daughters little for longer. And like, you know, I get that. And like, for example, um, one of my one of my coworkers, one of my employees, it, you know, he he's older than me. You know, he's in, he's getting ready to turn 50. Okay. He has two daughters. So barely older than you. Yeah. Barely <laughs> older than me. Only 15 years, you know. <laughs> anyway, you know, he has two daughters who are like only a little bit younger than me. So he treats me in much the same way that he would treat them. You know, he like, he treats me like one of his kids. No. Which is endearing, is but it? also you know, on a level. <laughs> to a certain extent. To a certain extent, it's endearing because it means to me anyway that, you know, he cares about me. He views me as somebody that he cares about because why would you treat somebody like your kid if you didn't care about them? No. Like, unless you were doing it, you know, to infantilize, obviously, but like an intentional infantilization. But the problem is, is that I'm not his child. Yeah. I'm his, I'm his boss. Which makes it worse when you're like in an like in a supervisory position and someone's talking to you like that. And like, it's, just like, it's like it's them trying to invalidate your position. Right. And like, I know that that's not his intention and yeah. that's, that's not what he's doing. I know that, but it's still not okay. If it were and seen still. from, I think the, the way that like he would, he should look at it when he's having that context or that conversation is if it were seen from an outside person, what would this look like to that person? Right. And it would look like he is not respecting your position. Right. Which is rude. That he's treating me like a child. Yeah. Which I mean, <laughs> he is, but you know, again, it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's that thing is you know, it's not even necessarily coming from a place of malice. Yeah. It's just a thing that happens. It's a thing that we as a society have ingrained, you know? And it just makes things difficult. Thank you. Well, do you, so speaking, moving on to another topic that's kind of in the same vein, um, not of that, but of the way that I, I misinterpreted what the term the word infantilization was because of the way that it sounds like such a it's so close to the like um another word like fantas fantasizing or fantal it's it's so close to no it was fantasizing but like for, mm. for some reason my brain auto-tuned link or infantilization to fantasization fanta fantasizing i don't know how but moving on um i have you seen this Thanks. tiktok about this performer i don't even know what her name was but it was during an interview. The interviewer said something about, oh, you're a musician. And she goes, I don't know why you keep using that term. I'm not a musician. I'm a person that makes music because she thought she was saying magician. 
Oh, she misheard her and thought yes. she was a magician. And like, she wouldn't even let the interviewer talk and be like, I think you're mishearing the word that I'm saying. And she kept saying, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. A, I don't I don't do magic. I don't do magic tricks. I'm a I write music. I'm an actress. I'm a producer. And she was like, no, I think you're under misunderstanding the word that I'm saying. And she just wouldn't let her talk. I don't know where it went from there because it cuts off. But it was like this woman or this person. I think she was a rapper, maybe. She was basically telling this, <laughs> going off on this interviewer because she misunderstood the word that the interviewer was saying. No. It's like, geez, that's not going to be good for you. But um, I mean, it could be. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. All press is good press, even if it's negative. <laughs> All press is press. Maybe not good press um and then the other thing that i saw recently was oh, gosh i just lost it shoot <laughs> but it was really funny um dang it was it about alexander the great being gay no because i didn't even know that how did you what the... i don't i didn't do anything about alexander the great i had nothing like no i've do never not, paid attention not just that though but do you do you not have an interest in learning about people who are gay i mean i do but not that far back no <laughs> you're like i don't care about ancient history <laughs> let those queers be queer but like that doesn't they don't pay me anything <laughs> they don't do anything for me jeez sarah there you go again <laughs> getting me canceled <laughs> oh gosh what was i gonna say because it was an it was a funny conversation okay miley okay. cyrus won her first grammy good for her then two two actually they're going by them now, aren't they? I don't Wait, think what? so. What are Miley's viruses pronouns? She's gender fluid. Right. I knew that, which is why I was like, okay, but I... I think it's one of those where... Where she's fluid with her pronouns as well. Did you know that Miley Cyrus identifies as non-binary? She, they didn't use that word, but she, they said she, they doesn't doesn't or don't feel like either she they didn't use that word but she they said she they doesn't don't feel like either i don't know they they really could have just used they it's a reddit post anyways miley cyrus won their first grammy two technically because it was for song of the year and album of the year i think that wasn't what i was going to talk about i am pretty it was funny because I was watching that um, we've had it uh, podcast where these ladies talk about things they've they're over and they they've had and they were talking about something that we've talked about in the past those um, baby on board signs and I said if anything it makes me want to run over your car even more <laughs> so they were talking about how they didn't like those either so it looks <laughs> like she's never officially like come out about her gender um, more that she has just alluded to it a lot no is it that they're gender fluid or pansexual pansexual i know that she's pansexual yeah but oh are you seeing all of the conservatives freaking out about taylor swift no why um, are they freaking out about taylor swift now well I, I think it's the same thing she's telling her fans to register to vote and on one one night after her like after her concert the area that she was performing in saw like thirty-five thousand people registered to vote that had never registered before dang so she's they're afraid that people are going 
like she's going to make it more attractive. She's making it more likely that a Republican won't win the presidency next. Oh, no. Right. And then they were also like, everybody's freak, like saying how like downplaying her and um, saying that she's drawing too much attention. And that's the only reason that the 49ers are in the Super Bowl this this year. You have to win games to get into the Super Bowl. I mean, we're talking about conservatives. They're idiots. True. Except the problem is, is that like they're maybe idiot isn't the right term, but they're not. But they're not stupid in like the technical sense. Like the people who are currently in government all have degrees. Like they're all intelligent people who have gone to Ivy schools. I don't know if I'll go with all because there's several that it's like I don't even know how you how you graduated high school. There's a there's a few that. (laughs) I don't hold on. So does Donald Trump have a degree? I don't care about Donald Trump Jr. having him. He has a Bachelor of Science in Economics from the University of Pennsylvania. From like nineteen eighty something. Nineteen sixty eight. Oh Jesus. Even older than I thought. University of Pennsylvania. It's a pretty good school. It is ranked number six. So yeah, it is a pretty good school, but that also you can buy your buy your way through, especially back then. Yeah, it's true. And his father was wealthy. Yeah. Uh, but Th well, fuck Donald Trump. We don't want to talk about him during our oh, podcast. I know what I was talking about. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been watching or listening to because it's more it's a podcast that I, I listen to on my way to work. Um, it's called Do We Know Them? And it's Lily Marsden and Jesse Smiles. And like Lily Marsden is from um, like she she got really big from Clever Style, which is a YouTube series that are a YouTube channel that I was watching. Um, and then Jesse Smiles is really big from Vine. Um, and they, I mean, they have their own YouTube channels too, and they, they've done other stuff, but those are like the, their most notable things. Uh, but they talk about like people and things on the internet that happen that are interesting and that are like a little bit controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things they talked about is this guy named Keith Lee. Do you know who Keith Lee is? I don't. I don't know who he is either. And I had never heard of him until their podcast. Um, He's apparently a former MMA fighter who has, I don't know if he's like, he does things on TikTok and he goes around to like places to eat. And it's like they're usually struggling um, because they have bad marketing or they um, don't get enough people or there's a reason that they're struggling. So he goes and he tries the food to see, like give them, give them a review and like give them some clout basically well he went to this one place and i'm not gonna i don't remember what the name of it is um sweetly sweetly seasoned uh it was it's a food truck and it was in i think dallas texas is where it is and they he gave like he what he does is basically gives them clout but then he also gives them money and Mm. it's typically like it will go like he'll say how much money would you have made or did you make tonight and he'll match that so he usually leaves like thousands of dollars like tips people thousands of dollars so what he did in this instance was the son of the person that owned the woman that owns the food truck posted that he wanted 
him to come to his mom's food truck and try his mom's food because they're having issues. They just moved from, I think it was Arkansas or somewhere. Um, and they still don't know their area. They, they still don't know the area. So they're not, they can't, they don't market very well. So they're still trying to figure out the area. So she's struggling um, and it would really help her, her, her out. And then he also invited his friend to help them. And his friend, her brother, came to cut his hair because he didn't have time to do it while he was running around the day before that this Keith Lee guy was going to be there. So he came and cut his hair while Ke it just so happened to be while Keith Lee was there. He was out there cutting his hair and then he was also like offering other people haircuts if they wanted it. Well, at the time, Keith Lee like tried the food and he does this thing where he's incognito where he will send like his family to go order the food. They'll bring it back to him and he'll try it and then review it and then go in there and let them know and like give them money. And when he walked up, he saw this. The guy was cutting the hair. The girl was the the friend was at the cash register, like taking orders. And then the mom was cooking. So what he did was say, I'm going to give you the the guy that was cutting the hair, the barber, a thousand dollars to give people free haircuts for the rest of the day. And then I'm going to give you the girl that was checking him out another thousand dollars because of how helpful she was and how good she did her job. And then give the business owner two thousand dollars for the cook. He didn't know she was the business owner, the cook, two thousand dollars. And he's like, and do with it however, like distribute it however you see fit. I think to me, that's the worst. That's where he got wrong. Um. But then what happened is he paid with his credit card and she just charged his credit card the $4,000. Well, the mom or the person that owns it basically said, or she she wasn't, there was an issue with her, her giving the money to the girl and her brother. And like there was this whole TikTok drama and Instagram drama about her not getting, giving the money. And um, everybody was like saying how bad she was about not giving her the money. And the girl was basically like, I don't want the thousand dollars. I don't care if I get that. You can keep mine. But my brother does need it. And it was insane. But if you guys want to listen to more about it, because they have like the TikTok videos and stuff and Keith Lee submitted like a uh, comment about what was happening and he was basically like I said do with it what you meant but by that I mean if you want to pay them via Zill or uh, Apple Pay or however you want to distribute the money to them that's how you want to do it I think he should have said that and not the way that he said it was divvy up the money the way that you see fit because that could be misconstrued as well they don't really need the money because they wouldn't have been there if they're they wouldn't have been there if they didn't just show up so right i don't know i think there's a little bit of an issue with the way that he stated it um but also i think there's a way that he could have done it differently where and i understand he did say i can't carry cat that kind of cash around with me because i am with my family so don't put my family in danger just carrying four thousand dollars around right but i and then he also said i couldn't like get there Apple Pay or whatever because I didn't have my phone and I wasn't going to get their phone numbers and give them my phone number to like pay them individually. So this is the fastest and easiest way to do it using the POS. And I was like, I mean, there are there are other ways that you can do it. Yeah. You don't have to have phone numbers. You could always get cash app, the email address. Yeah. But like username on Venmo or cash app. Like, yeah, it was interesting. And I was like, that's an, it. It sounds like he does it a lot, um, and there are some times when he runs into issues with it, but I think it's, like, it seems like it's something that he's 
and there was a whole film crew so it might be like he's doing a a movie or a tv series about it too so he mm. needs to get it together if he's going to do continue doing it but also nice. people need to stop being so greedy and just basically do what he says because to me it sounded like the owner didn't actually want to give up the money um, right because like i mean that's a lot of money four thousand dollars is a lot of money yeah but that's all i got do you have anything else you want to talk about are you doing anything fun this weekend do you have to work I do have to work. I am. What are you doing? I am dog sitting Boris right now. And he's like half on the couch, half off at the moment. And looking at me like I did this to him. Come on. Here. Oh my God. <laughs> this dog. What are you doing? What are you doing, friend? Anyway, um, so I'm watching him and working on schoolwork and working and dying slowly on the inside <laughs> i have a lot going on next week it's gonna be a very very busy week yeah it's gonna be a busy week at my work too what are you doing this weekend um probably nothing um or not much like ryan even said tomorrow he was like do you just want to like go out and get somewhere like get something to eat somewhere close since we went to prov provident no provincetown last weekend Right. I remember that. Which that was a lot of fun. We it was a long drive and we took his car instead of my car because I didn't want to have to deal with the whole charging thing because I would have had to charge there and then been really low when we got back home. Yeah. I remember you saying that you were just going to take his car. Yeah. And it was like we had to he had to get gas because he was almost out of gas when we got home. So it was even it was a long drive even for a gas car. So because it was like a hundred and some miles just one way. Because it was like the very tip of Massachusetts, the little yeah, yeah. tip part. Um, so other than that, I don't really know. I don't know where we're going to eat either. He keeps making me choose. And I'm like, you have autonomy as well. <laughs> you can decide where we're going. Um, but other than that, I this week, uh, there's a lot of work going into a pro project that I have at work that I'm leading that I have to do. So I'm like meeting with all the supervisors Wednesday and Thursday individually to go over the trainings assignments and then tuesday i have a call about um, the masters in corporate training and communication um program that i'm looking into doing so i'm gonna i'm looking into getting a second master's degree <laughs> like a psychopath you know might as well and then on thursday i have a um, there's a it's a podcasters meetup in Providence. Uh, yes. Where I signed up for um, there's a group in Providence. It's called Art R.I., I believe is what it's called. Um, and it's like this. It They do writing. Um, it's like all it's artistic stuff. And then there's also like a, a section of it that's for podcasters, too. And there's a, a podcasters meetup on Thursday evening at six. So I'm going to that. It's based, it's at a bar. Um, and then on, oh, I submitted that thing to, or I submitted the recording of one of our podcasts where we reviewed, um, what was it? Saltburn. Saltburn. Yes. Thank you. So I submitted that to the uh, con it's not really I don't know what it is like you have to submit it and then they will review it and then you basically come and present it at this thing in March if you're selected okay so I submitted that 
And then on the 29th, which is a Thursday again, mm-hmm. I have, there's a podcasting 101 um, thing going on at 630. Nice. So I'm getting, I'm getting involved a little bit more in the podcasting scene and stuff around here. That's really just, cool. Just to try and develop and get our podcast out to more people. Yeah, I should probably do some networking, but I'm a little tired right now. <laughs> well, I'm a psychopath and I'm trying to be a little bit more active in the community and actually get out and do some more stuff. Because um, basically what I do aside from work is sit at home and watch YouTube. <laughs> Fair. I... I mostly sit at home as well. No. Like that's that's partially though. I don't have any money or time or energy, so I just stay home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand on the the money side and the time and the energy. Although I have time, technically, I am finding myself going into work earlier and staying later now that I don't have reason to have to come all the way home to take Bobo out. Mm. So like um, Thursday, I didn't leave until like 530, but I typically leave like four o'clock. Oh, dang. So I'm staying at work later, going in a lot earlier, but I'm also trying because it's the winter time and it uses more battery. um, I'm trying to let my car charge more at work because there's nowhere to charge it here other than taking it to the uh, hotel that's down the road. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. And now that we have eight chargers, although one of them's still broken, it's been broken for two months now, which is incredibly frustrating. I'm like, do I just, can I, can, I work for you. Can I just call the company and then have them like help me troubleshoot it here? Can I, can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> and I work closely with the, the manager, the facilities manager. So she might just let me, cause I mean, okay. it's like, there you go. just let me do it. Um, and I did meet with her and I have a, on Thursday, shit, I have a lot going on Thursday. I just realized how much I have going on on Thursday. Let me look at my schedule real quick. Hold on. My work schedule. <laughs> Cause I have a lot going on work and personal. Oh my God. My calendar. Ugh. Let's see. So on my schedule this week, we have new high orientation, obviously Monday and Tuesday. I have that call on Tuesday at noon. And then I have 1130. It's free on Wednesday. I'm booked from 9 a.m. to 11.30. And then at 11.30 to 12, I am I have nothing scheduled. And then I'm booked again until 3, no, 2.30, 2.45, it looks like, actually. And then again at 3 to 3.30 and then 4 to 4.30. And Tuesday morning, I have a meeting at 5.30 a.m. with the third shift supervisor. And then on Thursday, I'm in meetings all day until from from 9 a.m. until 1130. And then I have a training session that I scheduled myself for at noon, a Quincy Pride chapter meeting. <laughs> so our ERG meets at one. And then I have what is this? Oh, and an, an audit closing meeting. <laughs> I have one half hour open right after that. So from two to two thirty, I have a half an hour open. And then from Three to three thirty, I have a half an hour open until, and then four o'clock, I'm 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 finished. Ugh, Jesus! And then Friday, it's there's a lot, but or there's not as much, but there's still quite a bit. My week looks insane. Friday is gonna be my only day off. 
Um, and the end of this um, podcast is just us going through our schedule. Wow. Right. <laughs> I'm sure this and is thrilling to people listening. Probably. <laughs> you know, tomorrow I work all day, all by myself. Oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah. Well, it can't be by yourself. You have to have therapists and people there. Yeah, but I'm the only front end person. person. No. Um, and then Saturday, Saturday, uh, I have a memorial to go to um, because one of the, well, celebration of life. Um, someone I met at the Canary Roost when I first started going to karaoke um, passed away. And so we're going to be celebrating his life on next Saturday. And then next Sunday, Nick and I are going to a Valentine's themed haunted uh, house attraction. Oh, that's fun. I'm very excited about that. Oh, Friday is Kristen's birthday. Oh, happy early birthday, Kristen. Yeah, she doesn't listen to this, but... You know, whatever. You can tell her that we shouted her out. Yeah. And she'll have received this by now, but I sent her a thing for her birthday. Did you just hurt yourself? I didn't hurt myself, but something popped that did not feel good. That's fun. Well, you ready to call it a podcast? (laughs) On that, are you ready to call it a podcast so you can mend to your, tend to your issues? (laughs) Yes! All right. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. If you like this episode, please give us a like, a comment, and don't forget to follow or subscribe. You can leave us a review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen, as this will help get us out to more people and help us grow. Feel free to follow us on our social medias. We are at Now About That Pod everywhere. So if you search for us and we're not there, that means we're not on that platform. If there's something specific you would like us to discuss on the podcast, you can email us at nowaboutthatpod at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.nowaboutthatproductions.com, or you can can call and leave us a voicemail or send us a text message to 765-557-4170. Thanks again for listening and we hope you have a great week since this will be coming out on Monday. And Sarah, enjoy your weekend. You too. Bye everybody. Bye.